Welcome to Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national stories focusing on news, politics, and current events. Now, the latest edition of Update One. I'm Adam Cano, and joining me here at the National Press Club is Peter Bradfield, founder of the Defense Media Dinner and Awards, which recognizes excellence in journalism. Also with me is Chris Stelwag, a journalism judge and marketing communications director at CAE, a corporate sponsor of the awards. Gentlemen, welcome to NPC and to Update One. Good evening, Adam. Pleasure to be here. So, Peter, before we talk about the news from tonight's awards ceremony held here at the club, remind our listeners about why you created this event in addition to the Aerospace Media Dinner Awards that you do in Europe every year. The key reason was um, to offer defense journalists a chance for recognition and a chance to have a set of awards that they could enter. With the Aerospace Awards, it didn't take account of people who do things about naval systems, land systems, things like that. So we felt there was a need to give a defence journalist a much broader landscape of awards that uh, we could offer them. Yeah, and ha- so how many awards tonight and how many people were in attendance overall? We've had 11 awards tonight and about 90 people in total. So each category is sponsored by a major industry company. What's the attraction for corporations to underwrite these awards? I think the most important thing is to uh, offer companies a chance to demonstrate, demonstrate their support of the defence press and um, recognition of defence journalism. So, Chris, what is CAE and how does it fit into defence? CAE is a truly global company. Most people will know us for the work we do in training and simulation for the aviation industry. Mm-hmm. So we're a training and simulation specialist company. We serve civil aviation defense and healthcare and applying simulation and training to uh, help the people who do critical jobs in high consequence of failure type of positions uh, be better at what they do and experience what they do before they actually have to do it for real. And why is this event important to you personally and to CAE to sponsor? Well, uh, as I mentioned, CAE is a specialist company in training and simulation. When you're training somebody in uh, defense or healthcare or civil aviation, you're training them to do a very critical job, sometimes a life or death kind of job. And sponsoring these awards associates our brand with uh, helping prepare these people to be safe, efficient, and ready to do the jobs that they're asked to do uh, when their country calls on them or when the industry they're involved in uh, uh, asks them to do uh, a professional, safe uh, uh, job for, for right. And you're not just a sponsor of this event. You are, like me, one of the, the judges. So what, what did you look for when you were evaluating the nominations to be judged? I'm, I'm looking for, uh, one, uh, a story uh, that, that, that keeps an interest. And, 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 and I'm really looking for the end user's perspective. In this case, uh, because we're at the defense media, I, I really want to hear what is, what is training and simulation and readiness What's that mean to the military, to the end user? How are they using technologies to prepare them to do very difficult, very challenging, sometimes very dangerous things? Uh, and 
you know, so I'm looking in a story for kind of the end user's perspective, and, and that's what we had in the category uh, that I think the, the finalists in the training simulation readiness category really did, displayed that. Yeah. So for some of the other categories, uh, there were ones for ground systems, land systems, naval mm-hmm. systems. Tell us a little bit about those and who some of the winners were. We try and offer as many different categories as possible. Um, one of the most important things to me is that we start with youth and the best young journalist, and that was Jen Judson that won that this evening. And um, the, one of the most poignant categories I believe we had tonight was the John Morocco Award for Best In-Depth Reporting. And because of the number of entries we had for that, we had uh, Judge's Commendation, which was won by Lara Seligman, and then we had the ultimate winner, Peter Felstead from Jane's, I think. Not to detract from any of the other winners, but those are the ones that stand out for me in the, the general categories. And then, of course, we also recognize Lifetime Achievement, and there mm-hmm. were two winners. Tell us about Absolutely. those two. Frank Colucci and Chris Foss. Um, we had a number of entries for that particular category, but those two just stood out for their years and the, you know, just the longevity of their careers, what they've done, everything they've contributed to defense journalism. Are there categories that you didn't have this year that you'd like to see in future years? <laughs> well, there's so many, but where do I start? You know, we're in the defense industry, so I could talk about things like NBC, surveillance, intelligence, all sorts of different categories that we would like to involve. But uh, this is the first time we've done these awards, so there's, there's plenty of scope for future development. Chris, what do you think it means to the editors and reporters recognized tonight to earn that recognition and especially here at the National Press Club? I think everyone likes to be recognized, especially when you're being recognized amongst peers. Uh, I think that means a lot to the journalists and the uh, editors who, who get nominated. And it's a recognition of the hard work and uh, kind of uh, the critical uh, role they play in the defense industry as a whole. Now, to be recognized here at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., which arguably, you know, kind of is the world's defense capital, uh, there's a lot that happens here and a lot that kind of influences and affects what happens all over the world. I think it means a lot to the journalists to be, you know, in such a historic place in a historic city and have these awards, the inaugural awards here at the National Press Club uh, uh, this year. Yeah. And so this is the eve of uh, AUSA, Association of the U.S. Army, a major show. But that's just one of many events that drives this industry, uh, both from obviously a business perspective, but also from a journalism perspective. So as a communicator um, for a major industry company, you know, what do you have coming up in the, in the weeks and months as we go into the fall here? Well, specifically for our company, uh, we have a big show, the biggest, the world's biggest military training and simulation show happens at the end of November uh, in Orlando every year. So uh, personally, uh, for CAE, I always kind of orchestrate some media visits to lead up to that and give the defense journalists an opportunity to hear from some of our customers and kind of see firsthand on site some of the technologies and simulation systems we've delivered. So for example, this week, I'm taking a bunch of the people that were here tonight to Naval Air Station Pensacola, mm-hmm. where CA supports the U.S. Navy's Chief of Air, uh, Naval Air Training with a variety of uh, uh, technologies and simulation systems that help prepare naval aviators for the for preparing for the fleet. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that's one example, and hopefully next year maybe some of those uh, the result of some of those will be uh, submitted and, and you know recognized here next year. 
Yeah, we'll see. You've been in this industry quite a while. You've presumably seen a, an evolution in defense journalism, but also on the public relations side. How would you describe you know, what's going on in terms of defense journalism and, and the communicators that work with them? I, I, think, I think the biggest change has been the immediacy of, of news now and, and how social media has kind of impacted how we as communicators deal with the defense media, how they communicate to their publics. There's still, there's still a role, though, for very comprehensive, in-depth coverage of defense topics. It's not a, it's not a subject and it's not an industry that you can, you can just gloss over. You need very capable, very detail-oriented communicators and journalists. And uh, I think that's what our industry has. And that's, that's what you saw with some of the recognition here, some very capable, hardworking journalists who, who do a really good job of covering the defense industry and educating, you know, politicians, industry, uh, you know, anybody who's a stakeholder in defense, uh, what they cover really kind of, uh, you know, shines a light and, and, and uh, you know, helps us understand what's happening globally in the defense industry. Absolutely. Chris, Peter, thank you so much. Peter Bradfield is founder of the Defense Media Dinner and Awards. You can learn more at Defense with a C. Peter wants me to be sure you, I say that. DefenseMediaDinner.com. Chris Stelwag represents CAE. More at CAE.com. For Update One, I'm Adam Cano. You have been listening to Update One, a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Committee. You can comment on this show or any episode of Update One by going to facebook.com slash pressclubdc or on Twitter at pressclubdc. Thanks for listening to Update One.